This is episode 145, The Transmission of the Mother Current with Sarah Jane Perman. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Beautiful ones, welcome to this week's episode on Woman Awake. Before we dive into this beautiful conversation with Sarah Jane Perman, I want to share with you that I have two really beautiful events coming up for those of you that are on the Central Coast or the Gold Coast. This event is called The Awakened Womb and it is going to be a powerful experience we are going to journey into the womb rites, the Magdalene womb yoga, Magdalene womb healing for the physical and energetic womb, and so much more. So Gold Coast, this is March 19th, Sunday morning, and Central Coast will be April 1st. Gold Coasties, I'm sorry, I'll only have to be able to do a three-hour journey with you, and Central Coast will be a full-day immersion. But nevertheless, it's going to be really, really powerful, and I'm very excited that I get to come up to the Gold Coast and take you through this powerful, powerful womb awakening. So speaking of womb, we are going to have a chat now with the incredible Sarah Jane Perman, who I had the privilege of doing her alchemical womb online journey a couple of years back. So I know you're going to really love this conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about Sarah Jane. She is originally from West Australia. She's an embodiment guide. She's submerged in deep motherhood and the Venusian temple arts. She is guided by the wisdom of the mother current and leading with frequency and transmission, fueled by an adventurous spirit. Sarah relishes in the fullness of light and life, the mundane, the sacred and the profane, devouring it all. Sarah is a mother to her sweet little six-year-old boy and is presently creating her home out of Ibiza, just near Spain. Sarah is a four, six emotional generator and a seven in the Enneagram, which means that she's here to experience all of life. And she is growing into her gene key 23, which is quintessence, and learning to trust the power of her transmission beyond words from heart and womb simplifying and helping others to drop deeper into their essence. So I feel like we're going to have a powerful and delicious and beautiful conversation together and I can't wait to share this with you. Hello beautiful Sarah all the way from the other side of the world. Welcome to the Woman Awake podcast and thank you for making time to have this chat with me today. Ah thank you so much for your invitation. And yep, just waking up over here, just resting back into my body after the little bit of the rush to get my son to school and, you know, that little morning hustle that I I don't love, I have to admit. Oh, I don't know um, many mums that love that, to be honest. It's always a little bit oh, too, my nervous system's always very on high alert during that time. And <laughs> Do you know, it's very interesting because I was just thinking like we've been, we've been connected since before we were mothers, mm. right? Like it's been, I don't know, 10 years. I have no idea. Time is a bit weird these days. Um, but you know, after going through such a, a beautiful journey of like disconnecting from, you know, the corporate world or from, you know, doing things on a real kind of timetable. I, I have to say now my son has started school and I had always envisioned myself to be more of a homeschooling, um, unschooling mother, but this is the path that's unfolded for us. I've got to say the like setting my alarm to wake up and they're like the rushing. Oh, it's just, it doesn't feel good in my system. Oh my God. But he, he seems happy. So and this I surrender. Thing, right? Motherhood. We're here. We're yeah. constantly surrendering. It's not my favorite time. Mm. I, I try to make the mornings, um, 
I try to just imbue a little bit of ritual. So, you know, I light some incense, I put on some music, I try to kind of mark the moments, mostly just for myself to kind of anchor in because the chaos mm-hmm. is the chaos. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. just steady in this and almost let myself be in the wilderness of that, you know, one to two hours of the yeah. morning where it's hectic. Yeah. And then oh, the exhale on the side. Before is that when you're up. in the, yeah. <laughs> And that moment, maybe in the car, when you sit down after the drop-off and you go, wow, that was quite frenetic. Yeah. And then you land. Yeah. And then you land. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly it. I yeah. totally feel you. <laughs> I'm on the other oh, side of gosh. that. It's almost nine o'clock here. I've done mm. the pickup, the circus school for my daughter, the burying mm. of a bird we found in the backyard, dinner, the wildness of dinner and bedtime antics and then go to sleep go to sleep oh gosh yeah it's a lot it's a lot and the time you know and these these days and years I feel like I mean I I was saying before that we've been connected for 10 years but I have to say I mean we know time's not linear but um yeah it's definitely moving faster I remember my dad always used to say you just watch time gets faster (laughs) like wow now now with this school rushing I was like oh yeah it really does um anyway so I'm landing so thank you thank you I'm still you're all part of my landing process (laughs) in this moment (laughs) we're honored to be part of it so Mm. how about we start here at this point with all of those beautiful humans that are listening right now kind of going tell us who Sarah is and what does she do and where is she from? What's her story? Can you give us a little bit of you? Yeah, I know. I know. Not, not your entire story. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it's really interesting who I am. Who am I, should I say, in this now moment? You know, because I really feel like I became a mother. Um, I speak a lot of I'm very mother-centric in this moment because I became a mother six, almost six and a half years ago. And as much as we, I feel like as much as we're sometimes guided to believe this initiation into motherhood and this kind of maiden to mother journey is like you go, you shift from your maidenhood to your motherhood when you birth your child. But Mm. I kind of, no, no, it's a much more undulating and kind of unfolding and infinite journey of becoming. And I'm just, yeah, it's interesting. I've, I have a lot of, I'm working with quite a few women at the moment who are mothers of really little ones, like in the first year of, um, you know, that first year when you're really in the fire with your first child. And it's interesting. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I will say that the woman I am is just uh, constantly unfolding day to day. Like back in the day, I used to be able to, de- I defined myself. I gave myself a lot of kind of identities. I'm a dancer. I'm a yoga teacher. I've always worked with movement. I, you know, spent pre-motherhood. I was really, well, I've always been quite nomadic. I love adventure. I've actually, you know, to go not to tell the full story, but I've lived a lot of lives in this body. We'd need a lot more podcasts to go into mm-hmm. all of those. Um, but before motherhood and even during the first three years of motherhood, I was really hopping around the planet. Um, I used to have a lot of retreats. I say used to, I still do, but not as many as I used to do. Um, and trainings all over the place. I used to teach a lot of workshops and really show up in in in-person service to to women, a lot of feminine embodiment work, a lot of deep somatic wisdom and a lot lot of, you know, my my journey, I guess, maybe about 10 years ago. I don't really know when it was. Like I started, like it's a real, this feminine path is one of deep descent, and motherhood has been a really big piece of that, but it kind of began a good couple of years before I fell pregnant with my son um, and started to be guided to drop deeper into the womb and this kind of deep accessing the deep feminine current, which even the ways, it's interesting, you say like, who am I? Hmm, what do I do? I don't really know what I do, to be honest. Um, it's always unfolding, um, but it's, you know, even now I think what I used to refer to as this deep feminine current is sort of evolving to be the mother current, mm. you know, in this kind of deep primordial mother wisdom. So 
interesting. I, I sort of was already walking this feminine wisdom path and then motherhood, as it does for so many women, I would say all of us on some level, but maybe oh, not all of us have the willingness to go there. I mean, we don't always need the willingness to be dropped into this great underworldly path of descent and deep, um, yeah, deep inner initiation, I guess, that comes from being taken to your edges and a lot of dissolving of identity when you become mother. You know, there's a, it can be quite shadowy, you know. For me, I love the shadowy realms. I love to go deep. I love to really let work through my body as the mystery school and, you know, I, I'm really here for all of it. I love to meet all of life and all of the experiences with really kind of curiosity and, yeah, and openness and fascination. But I have to say, oof, yeah, the mother path has been big. And so it's been a big dissolving, you know, and so even of my work and, you know, obviously we've been through a weird few years on the planet, um, which really kind of went hand in hand with, um, yeah, like a deeper descent into this motherhood (laughs) fire, I guess, Um, you know, and all of the stuff that comes up with your beloved, like your your partner and all of the co-parenting stuff and the poof, it can be. Yeah, it's been strong. So I, I kind of, I've, I felt a really huge evolution in the way that I show up in the world. Like it's, I will, I will say that ah, the medicine that I carry has got even deeper, which is beautiful. Um, and I feel that I, where I used to, I, I really feel that I walk a lot more with mothers and that doesn't mean if you're not a mother, you don't have permission to work with me. It's just, you know, I feel like every, every path that I've followed, like I know as a, as a, as a human, um, I really have to embody something to fully understand it. And so whatever I am uh, navigating myself, I always see that that's reflected in the way that I'm showing up to serve as, as a facilitator. Because first and foremost, I don't know if I said that, I'm a facilitator and always working through the body um and yeah so I don't know I'm really like I've been meeting life over these last few years yeah as I said before just with a curiosity like what is here show me what's next what is arising you know whilst going through a lot of different kind of quite big deaths I will say and you know a lot of you know, and I feel like on a, I actually was saying to someone just the other day that the energy of this year, uh, like it, I felt that it's been a real acceleration in these past few weeks, but it does feel lighter. Like I feel, I don't know. I never know what's coming. We don't, you know, we, I don't want to say everything's going to be amazing now and there aren't <laughs> going to be any like more big situations that we don't have to collectively navigate, but it does feel lighter and I feel that there's some sort of sense of emergence and yeah. And I, you know, it's something that's really coming through for me and my work at the moment. Like I have a lot of kind of, you know, I work with women online. I have a few different like more mother centric um, containers. I have other journeys like the alchemical womb that, you know, you came and joined actually Claire that, um, that still, that still exists. And I, you know, I still do a lot of work on the land, like guiding people in, um, you know, land work is like some of my favorite. Like I kind of, when I say land work, I'm like meaning taking to taking people to fairly high energy places on the planet. Like I, I've, I've been in Egypt since I was a child and that is now that I'm, I'll say I'm stationed here in Ibiza, you'll hear I'm very Australian. I'm from Perth. Um, and I'm super excited because I actually, I didn't do it last night. I have to book my flights back to Australia today. And I'm really happy because it's been too many years since my feet have been on my home, home soil. Um, but you know, I live on this beautiful magnetic island of Ibiza in the Mediterranean, in the Balearic Islands. And it's like a giant piece of quartz crystal, which I have to say, it's not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> Olivia, being here full <laughs> time is like, <laughs> oof, 
you know so when everything's good when everything's like yes I'm feeling in the flow it's amazing but when things get a little bit yeah in the descent which for me yeah it's been like a a lot of strong medicine for me living here and living here through the COVID times and um but it has meant that I'm closer to lands that I'm very very connected to like Egypt and really that whole kind of Middle Eastern lands. I've been going there since I was a child with my mom. She tends to live around there because, you know, I kind of beyond, I feel like there's kind of a bigger picture soul mission work um, that requires us to be close. And so I've kind of had been taking people like the, the, the Egypt journey and taking people back to the land there um, feels like it's a big piece of certainly the next 10 years for me, but I never know. I'm really just listening in and following the feeling and following whatever is arising just to show me, to show me. Yeah. And along, you know, yeah. Yeah. So who am I? It's a really hard, really hard question. Well, it's, I, I, I get you know. the answer though. I feel the same. I really mm. cringe quite audibly when people ask me, what do you do? Because I really mm. want to give them a beautiful one-liner elevator pitch or some gorgeous sort of glossy description, but I feel very much. Oh, totally. And that's what we're told we're meant to do. Yeah, Nothing right. oh, should really. <laughs> I get it. But I also understand you, you know, the, the journey that you've been on, and I, I feel the same with motherhood. I, I kind of found the more feminine embodiment space through motherhood first. It wasn't the other way around, as you described it. It began because motherhood was my initiation. So pregnancy, mm-hmm. birth, and then the very dark portal that was the early stages, like you said, the the first year of fire with my first child, who still is my fire, actually, who still is the one that takes me into the underworld and takes me into... yeah the constant initiations my son is kind of the more heart healing energy he's kind of come come in to sort of remind me of a different energy within the feminine but I understand Mm -hmm. that um the the feminine that she takes us on this ride and on this journey and you've obviously been working in that space for so long that you've really surrendered to just being shown what's next and just staying well, with the experience as much as you can, of course. Yeah, it's kind of been, it's been quite, well, I don't know. It's definitely, I feel like it's, uh, <laughs> that's why that word curiosity and kind of wonderment and just sort of fascination with like whatever is arising and getting really good at like deep listening to the body. And I don't know, and surrender, I feel like the word surrender can sometimes have, like negative connotations people like I don't want to surrender my power you know like it it doesn't it doesn't have to be like a disempowering thing but I don't know I feel like there's a real there's a fine um there's a fine balance there like something I even remember before I stepped in or said yes to kind of this deeper feminine path um I remember it was, gosh, I was doing all of this quite like quantum, you know, metaphysical stuff back in my 20s with an amazing teacher back in Sydney who kind of just appeared in my world as they do. And I remember in all of my meditations, I was, well, not all, but many, I was showing this like fast moving river. And it was like the guidance was always really clear just to get in the river. I'm thinking, but where is the river going? <laughs> What happens if I get in I the river? To know. Like, doesn't matter. Just get in the river and let the river take you. And it's funny because that was, you know, probably a good like that sort of symbology was being shown to me probably a good like four years before I fully got it and it fully landed. And then I was like, huh. So it's something like when I, when I feel the river, it's like the river of the mystery. And, you know, it's like yielding to life, yielding to the waters, so like letting yourself be taken. But that doesn't mean that it's like you're in totally um, inaction and you're totally, you know, like there, there is still that, that balance as we think of like masculine and feminine polarities. And, you know, we, we, you know, we're, but I feel like for, for many women um, who are perhaps finding their way back into this more, you know, like we've obviously gone through a, big cycle of kind of more patriarchal sort of systems and conditioning on the planet. And that's what I feel about school now. It's like I'm back in the patriarchy where I have to like set my alarm and like not listen to my body. And now I like, 
even my child this morning, he's like, do I have to go to school today? And I was like, oh, I really want to say like, no, let's just tune in to like what feels alive. But then I kind of feel myself going, actually, no, today I really do. I have the same battle with my daughter every day. I want to just say, no, it's just, yeah, let's just go. I know, like, what are we, what are we teaching? You know, and mm-hmm. I think like, oh, this is really, I'm really contradicting myself here. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. we, we do our best. Um, but what was I saying? I was talking about, yeah, we've come through this sort of, you know, more patriarchal sort of time. And I think for, for many of us, if we think of like the pendulum needing to swing, we've got to swing in that direction of like going all the way in to feel what it's like to be carried by life only to step up and be like, okay, I can also direct my life too. It's like, but maybe if you've been so in that kind of, you know, more hard, like I am in control of all of this. I'm not going to be able to like, "Mm, this is how it's happening. You're not really malleable enough to like let life take you. Do you know what I mean? So Uh, it's like there is a softening piece. And so maybe you need to swing all the way to be like, ah, to what it feels like to be carried by life and then also be like, I am also this kind of artist of my reality and I can direct this energy. It's the balance. It's the balance. So, yeah, I but agree. I feel, hmm. yeah, I kind of, I don't know, in the great experiment and me being a big experimentalist, I was like, okay, you know, also, you know, it's been a, I don't know, I kind of went on a bit of a journey over the last few years of like, okay, what would it feel like? to let it all go and to let it all dissolve all of my work as I know it and like how I show up. And it was probably wasn't the best experiment because like it wasn't, it wasn't comfortable and a lot fell away, but you know, there's kind of that, that balance between like how much, you know, when we think like power is something that comes up a lot for me in my motherhood journey, um, something that feels really important to me in this kind of feminine piece as well of, you know we can we can feel like when we feel like let's I'll just give you an example of kind of you feel um when, when you're allowed when you when you let your child feel a sense of empowerment and you you let them like follow their willingness to to do something and evolve rather than using this kind of power over no you have to go to school today do you know what I mean like you find there let them you know when you feel like there's such an energetic shift when they're when they're willing you know yeah, and it's something yeah and I feel that some points in my own sort of surrendering, dissolving everything, I was like, am I actually, I don't know if I'm willing to do this. And I felt that I almost went against my own will in order to be like, cause I was like, okay, what will happen if I turn into a total soupy mess and like let myself be reborn. But then I was like, yeah, I don't know whether that was actually true. So it's nice to, you know, and some of that, I won't go into personal stories. Some of that was a little bit of, you know, weird power dynamics in my marriage and different stuff of like, you know, that, you know, bring, you know, as you bring all of your conditioning into the way that you parent and into the way you live, oh, yes. and, you know, so we're sort of huh, find, finding our way <laughs> through that because I'm a little bit more, yeah, my husband's a bit more traditional and I'm definitely, you know, I think it's even in my gene keys, like here to fit out. I was just thinking of IIN then, Claire, that's mm-hmm. funny, fitting in, fitting in. <laughs> Yep. I so we, we went back in those health coaching days. You did. Um, oh my God. But you know, different to, life. totally different life. But like fitting out and being and like having that strength to fit out in the world and fit out as a mother and to, you know, that's very much to do things differently. And then like, even though everybody, might look at you and go like what what is she doing you're like I don't really care if you follow me like I I'm just going to do things in alignment with what feels true in my body you know and that's yeah yeah, it's and it's it's yeah I'm feeling a lot more of that kind of settling in this year which feels good finding more harmony it does actually feel like Mm -mm. you're Mm -mm. tapping in deeper and deeper to what the essence of I guess embodying the divine feminine is because mm. coming into your own version of harmony and you're coming into your own story and embodying what feels good and true and authentic and right for you as opposed to what should be done or what shouldn't be done or what your ego is saying to do or what your wheel is saying to do or what surrender should feel like. You're actually totally. just continuously feeling 
you know, from from the body and the womb upwards and making decisions from there, which is really, totally. it's, it's courageous and it's brave and it's shadowy. It's not an easy thing to do. It sounds really whimsical and beautiful, doesn't it? But actually it takes a lot of deep reflection and sitting with discomfort. Totally. And also I was just thinking like even something in the journey starting in um uh in March actually it's like a, a four week um contain in, in, in alignment with maybe the your womb as the compass and maybe that means the way that you parent doesn't look like what everybody else does and so there's so many like you know linear kind of you know a lot of like this is what's meant to happen at this age this is what your child is meant to do like this is da 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 yeah. you know which we know is not realistic like we're all individuals and everybody all of our, our children kind of bloom as they bloom you know when we give them that space um to bloom and that willingness piece is really yeah powerful there um and it's you know it's interesting like a, a piece of this rewild the mother journey like the first week is very much about reconnecting to this like primordial mother current this kind of deep feminine wisdom and this kind of this you know innate <laughs> innate wisdom and truth that an intuition it's like instinct and intuition that we have as mothers that may mean the way we respond to life and the way we respond to our children is quite different to the way everybody tells us we're meant to you know mm -hmm. and oh it's gosh. been yeah and it's been really interesting because we live in this age of information where and I bless my mother when I shared this with her and she was a bit of a revolutionary mom I realize now like I was born in 1980 and back then in Perth, certainly where I grew up, like it wasn't normal to co-sleep. It wasn't normal to um, breastfeed until I think I was almost four when I finished breastfeeding. And I said to mum more recently, like when I've kind of, you know, had my own sort of experience of receiving a bit of backlash and, you know, a lot of questioning in the way that I mother um, my child, um, I was like, well, how mum? that must have taken a lot for you to really stand in your truth. She said, yeah, I just like had to do it. And I realized my mom is like ferocious in that yeah. way. And she was just like, yeah, I just didn't listen. And I, it's very interesting. Totally. And, but I, you know, for me, like I'm a very strong woman. I probably portray that way, but I feel like motherhood is a very vulnerable time. Yes. And, you know, you've been through a lot, this big rebirth. And so, you know, I, I realized like holding that pillar of, of truth and strength is, you know, when you're constantly being bombarded with like other things, it's not that easy, you know, no, even not. though you're like, no, no. Yeah. And to find your voice as well, to be like, to speak your no, to speak your boundaries, to advocate for your child. It's, it's big. And particularly where you're probably very exhausted and quite like, you know, maybe not as nourished as you could be and, you and know, navigating. Re-deciding mm. re on things you used to believe and reshuffling mm -hmm. paradigms and structures all happening simultaneously whilst you're raising, nurturing, growing. You know, I just had an experience totally. last week. My son is five at the end of April and mm. he has been very, very resistant to toileting you know, so to growing mm -hmm. out of nappies, he's just been very different to my daughter and he's been very, very resistant. He's a Taurian. He's got this very stubborn energy. He Love it. So in, am I. Yeah. He was in utero till <laughs> you 43 weeks. You can't push weeks. us. No, no, yeah. no. We, we, yeah, we, we've got a, a we, I can almost foresee the future with, with this beautiful stubborn Taurian. But what's really beautiful is my instinct, you know, despite the moments of frustration, you know, changing nappies at a four-year-old is not always fun, but despite my frustration, both my husband and I just knew, we just knew that given the right support, he would figure it out on his own and to push him even totally. would not work out. And my mum, you know, totally. she raised five children. She was like, what is this? This is insane, Claire. He should be on the toilet. You need to pick him up and you need to force him on the toilet. You need force to make him. this happen. <laughs> or you yeah. need to take him to a psychologist. And she said, what are you doing, Claire? And I said, you know what I'm actually doing? He's getting regular emotion code healing sessions. And she said, what? 
I said, he's getting regular energetic clearing sessions because when I tune into him, he has a lot of resistance around toileting because something is happening for him in a very energetic way. And it's very related to genetic stuff passed down from Chris, from my husband's line, but also from past lives. And she was looking at me like I was mad. And I said, just trust me. What the? (laughs) So we, we had this big healing session just a couple of weeks ago and I felt like I literally felt the pieces click in and I just knew I said something's going to change very quickly. And within one week on his own, it all just started happening and the intensity and the emotion and the stress around it and his anxiety just dissolved. And I've had countless experiences like this with both of my children where I've had to stand in front of people saying, it should be like this. You should do it like this. This is not quite right yet. Have you thought of this? And then come back and anchor into my body and feel what's true and right for me and adjust my own patriarchal upbringing and paradigm of this Mm -hmm. is how it is and this is when it should happen by and this is the way that it looks like and rewrite Mm. the story based on the two children that are standing in front of me and the needs that they're presenting based on their story. So I 100% resonate and agree with you that it's Mm. just this. It, it takes a lot of courage, this motherhood journey, when it's, you're trying you know, to follow your heart. Yeah, I, I kept, I, I reflect in the harder years, which when were the harder years? The darker years. They were probably over the last couple of years. Things are a bit lighter. Do you know, and do you know why? I really, I always have to be a bit careful of not sharing too personally um, because, you know, like I was saying, as both parents, we bring in our own conditioning and everything and probably my my greatest challenge of like I, I really trust you know I don't I don't read a lot of books about parenting I do probably if I was to be following like a a, a method or a, you know a philosophy it would be aware parenting that I'm sure you're familiar with and I love I love all the aware parenting um but yeah, it's really like, I, you know, it's funny when you realize when you bring a child into this world with someone and my, my husband and I are like polar opposite in our upbringings and all of it. And I was like, wow. And I kept saying, and I, I know I wrote some quite emotive posts about this while I was in the depths of it. I was like, trust the mother and like beyond like, trust me you know, like trust the mother, trust the earth. Like we're so disconnected from the earth and from this deep listening and everything and trust our children, you know, and this is, it's interesting. My, my son goes to a democratic school, which as much as I would, I had more of an envisage that we'd be part of a homeschooling community and unschooling, homeschooling, world schooling, but not so easy um, on this island and it was really important to my husband that our son started school which that was part of the dark times because we kind of had 18 months of it being really hard Mm. and and really hard on me and really hard on our son because a I I mean neither of us were, were really ready and it was you know, I'd say 70% of drop-offs were hard. And it was know, interesting because even this... quite young in Ibiza, don't you? Oh, well, like I mean, full, we did Full-time for... for yeah, it was like full-time from when they were like three or something. Yeah. Like when I when I arrived here, I thought that I'd be like, yeah, there will be all this like, like-minded mama tribe and Sambu, our son was only like three. And when we got here and I found that pretty much all kids, all my old parents like with kids at the same age their kids were all going somewhere for like five hours a day and I was like whoa this is so different to Australia and I really miss like the northern rivers was like another sort of real landing pad for us and my mama tribe there which who are a lot more like-minded and I thought wow fitting out here is much harder because I'm really weird you know and still breastfeed and you know all of these like things that you know depending on where you are can be more normal um, but yeah, I was like, wow, I'm really the outlier here. That's interesting. Um, which didn't really help when, you know, when you're trying, like I was, I often thought like if we went through this cycle season of motherhood in say the Northern rivers, like sort of Mullum, da, 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 
it probably would have been easier for my husband to trust because he would have seen this embodied example of so many mums doing it. Like he's like, my wife is not so weird, you know? (laughs) And, but no, but we, I mean, we went through this process, but it was only really in the last kind of couple of months since our son has um, turned six that he shifted into full willingness to go to school. And, you know, and that willingness piece is just like, like, like your son and his toileting. Suddenly he's like, Mm, I'm good with this now. I'm ready. And and you're like, oh, good. And it's so interesting because when you try and force something mm-hmm. prematurely, obviously you can like lovingly guide it and, you know, open up these invitations for exploring it. Like it's not that you're, you know, uh, and now, now he goes to this, so it's a democratic school where it's all, I don't know if you know much about the democratic system, but it's, um, you know, very, like the kids, oh, the, the, there are t- t- the teachers there are called guides and there's actually no hierarchy between them and the, the students and the, and the pupils. The kids make all of the rules of the school. They have a peace and justice committee, committee that the kids, um, like obviously the guides are the adults, like they do oversee everything and like, you know, they're holding the container. But, you know, the kids are still like there's an empowerment the kids like decide like in a, you know obviously you have to be aligned with de- democracy which is like another question you think is democracy the right way who knows mm-hmm. but um you know the kids are yeah they're really in charge and wow. you know and there's also like it's a real I'm, I'm grateful that he's part of this system because it's a, it's hilarious the kids are all thriving but the deprogramming that's happening for the parents is oh, like yeah. the funniest <laughs> thing to watch <laughs> Because we have parents in the corner facing their shadow. Oh, but but uh, but what about structured classes? Like, what? Where do we? Uh, it's yeah, like, are they yeah, are they going to so, end up being derelicts when they're twenty because they haven't learned? Oh anything? my god, it's really and and just this implicit trust in the children. And yeah, I'm very very grateful because it's very much it's easier to yeah with the support of the the guides at the school I'm like okay all right I don't have my son home with me in this like beautiful homeschooling kind of situation but this feels like a good close second because they're very yeah there's not a lot of power over the kids are really like following their curiosity and getting involved in things when they want to and it's good yeah yeah it's beautiful so balance yeah, but yeah, oof, it's been, yeah, I feel like it's, um, yeah, for, for the mother and, you know, I, I really feel that the more that we can cultivate like our own trust in our own inner wisdom and the wisdom of our body and the better we get at listening, the better we'll be able to trust our children because we're like, wow, I can have that felt sense of trust within myself and even that comes into me talking about the river, like can I trust life, can I trust the earth and my deep connection to the earth, then you're like, wow, I can also trust this natural blooming and evolution of my children too, when I'm not needing to try and control all of it, you know? It's a really beautiful, really yeah. quite profound, the vision of motherhood being this flowing river, just jump on in and mm. sometimes it's a little bit chaotic. Like I said, I just, just so the chaotic. morning is going to be this explosion oh. of, you know, sometimes it's just so like the river is so smooth and delicious and flowing. Like on Saturday morning, it was just, everything was so perfect. It was so perfect that even my four-year-old came up to me and said, Mama, thank you so much for making this morning so beautiful. I love this morning. I hadn't done anything. Oh, just everybody like... was in sync. But then, of course, literally the next day, it was the opposite. It was wild and chaotic and everyone's emotions were triggered and high. So I love this vision of the river. It's like, just jump on in, make sure you've got a life jacket. You're no. going to hit some rapids. You're yeah. going to hit a few rocks. <laughs> you might bang your head a few times. But then, but then you'll hit this bliss pocket where it's just so crystal clear and smooth and you'll be thinking, oh, my totally. God, I do those rapids a million times for this. So I just I totally that's really beautiful. And it kind of totally. And you never no, go, yeah. go, go. No, 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 and you never know what's around the corner in the undulating river. You think, <laughs> okay, I'm in the bliss pocket. Is there a waterfall? Can I hear a waterfall? I don't know. <laughs> You just got to be such an interesting thing to say because it makes me think about you know back to my son's toileting you know if I stepped into my mind too much then my my thoughts would start to spiral around 
oh my God, is he going to be six and still needing a nappy to toilet? Mm. And, you know, jumping into the worries and what's around the corner and how will I deal it then? As opposed to what you said, yeah. cultivate this inner wisdom, this felt sense of trust with your child, you know, being in the current of the mother, which is just nurturance and presence and embodied mm-hmm. wisdom and looking at him and knowing and feeling he will find his way and it's going to be all okay when I stay totally. here and now riding this current and riding this rapid and it will happen in a way that will surprise and delight me it always does totally totally it always does. and actually it's funny I have a I don't know this is a bit edgy for me to share in a <laughs> have it encapsulated in a podcast but so I'm I'm a big advocate of natural term breastfeeding, um, children completing on their own. Having said that, you know I have a six year old who still has a little bit. I, I don't really know if I have any milk left. Like you know, he tells me there's like a little bit, but I'm you know a bit like the toileting for you. You're like, okay, I know this will complete on its own, but like, will it? And will it? I have will to it? tell you this. This is the most hilarious story we had in the car yesterday because obviously I open up a conversation. I say, well, you know, I don't have that many. I know some women who have breastfed this long, but, you know, it's still a bit, I was like, oh, this is even a bit edgy for me. Mm. Um, And I said to my son, I said, so, you know, you are getting bigger. Like when do you feel it will be ready, you'll be ready to stop? And then I made a bit of a joke and I said, well, I doubt, you know, you probably won't be having booby when you're 10, right? And... And then, and then I said, I don't know if I know any kids that way. And then he got it in his idea, in his mind, that maybe it would be cool to be like, go for some sort of Guinness book of records to be like the longest breastfed child like, in the okay. world. And I went, okay, I just, do we really want that publicity? I was like, oh, geez, that would be a bit. <laughs> but he said, "Oh no, it would be so good." Breasts. Do we really want this? Is this going to work? Do we really want to be all over the media because, like, <laughs> women who kind of natural term breastfeeding community definitely doesn't get the best, um, you know, because it can be so weird and confronting for so many people. And even for me, I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, it's it's edgy for me. But I know he will complete. Like, you know, I'm watching how yeah. how these kids shift, and even just how much he shifted in the last couple of months. That's and right. I'm like, as much as so I'm like more willing at school, so they'll be and just so independent and just such yeah. a little boy. And I'm thinking, like, surely, you know. Anyway, bless. But you know, I trust him, and you know, and obviously, if the moment comes where I'm like, actually, this is getting weird for me, then I will also not lovingly guide the completion because obviously I'm a you know equal participant participant in the in the process but yeah it was just hilarious he said yeah Guinness Book of Records that would be so cool well <laughs> no it wouldn't yeah great I'll sign up oh for that not <laughs> no I don't know if I want that claim to fame anyway I love it I uh, like I like his creativity though but you know totally. I mean before we wrap up with this conversation there's something mm-hmm. that's come to my mind which is you know, this this beautiful share that you've offered us around your journey with motherhood and what you're obviously offering other women as they're opening to motherhood. It takes me back to the idea that we, it's like you're welcoming the womb-based culture back. You're welcoming yeah. the way of living from this more intuitive portal of creation and aligning yourself to the wisdom that's there and aligning yourself to this space of deep trust and deep relationship with your child, which obviously you grew in your womb, but obviously the relationship that you have with life, with nature, with the divine, it's all encompassing. And I just wanted to share that because it's it's this beautiful mother priestess that you've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. I heard you mentioned it before online. This mother priestess energy, which is merging all of these components of who you are, mother, priestess, facilitator, guide. Totally. With, with with this experience of being a womb carrier and a holder of wisdom and in encapsulating trust and love and nurturance in the experience of being a mother and how that then filters out to the world. I think it's just a really mm. beautiful reminder of all for all of us to be in that current and to embrace what that means for us individually. It might not totally. be to the same extent for you or I, or it might be even more, but I think it's just this really beautiful reminder to come back to this, this current that's alive for so many of us yeah. right now. 
It really is. And people talk about the Rhodes Priestess lineage and the Sophianic, Sophianic wisdom. And for me, it's all of this mother frequency, you know, and even this, I'm about to fly to Egypt to do a Hathor Priestess training. And, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about Hathor, you know, she is this goddess of fertility and a lot of get people really get into her like of sound like there's a lot of kind of sonic activation that happens with the Hathors but really for me I feel her as this kind of very deep primordial mother mm-hmm. you know even you know a, a, a kind of a deeper mother wisdom even than Isis which also she can kind of embody the mother and I was like wow there are like so many different flavors of this mother current and I I know like this probably comes back to you know, your, your opening question of like, who am I? Mm. Really, I am a transmissionary of this mother current mm. and that is going to evolve as I evolve. But really this is the wisdom stream that I, that I drink from and really what I share in whatever it is, whether it be guiding women on deep journeys into the womb and sensuality and sexuality and eros and all of it, or, you know, literally supporting women, you know, and creating these mother village containers because, you know, to create more resourced and fully expressed and deeply connected mothers. It's all the same kind of frequency that is coming through and carrying all of it. So, yeah, thank you for kind of bringing that back because it really... Yeah, that's what it is, and that's mm, why I'm here I for. I love that. Transmissionary mm. of the mother current, and that is the yeah. wisdom stream that you drink from. I think that's just really profound and beautiful. And I think that, that was a good, that's, better, yeah. better elevator statement. Yeah, I go. Yeah, there you go. Put that I'll in have your to bio. come back to that. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. We get there in the end. Oh. We do. And I think mm. that anybody listening that wants to stay connected with you, obviously I'll add all of your mm. details into the show notes, mm. but I think – it's beautiful to connect with you. You've got the alchemical womb, which I journeyed with. I actually journeyed in that at the same time as I began my womb yoga training with my teacher, Anna. So I was like yeah. literally exploding with this womb awakening that was happening. And it had been happening since um, I was first pregnant with my daughter. I actually had a visitation mm-hmm. from Mary Magdalene meditating on the beach when I was pregnant with mm-hmm. my daughter. She told beautiful. me we're going to go on a very deep shadow initiation as she dissolved everything that I thought I was. So Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. work that you then brought in for me was really powerful. So anyone listening, Mm -hmm. please check out Sarah for that. Yes, but also your retreats that you take people to powerful sacred lands. And of course, the Rewild the Mother four-week journey, which is happening soon, right? That begins in March. Yeah, that one starts and it's, you know, that one, it's, it's quite a raw journey you know it's interesting usually I'm creating things not it's not that I haven't embodied everything that I teach for that but you know when you are so in the fires of the motherhood journey and okay I have a six and a half year old now so there's a little bit of a shift out of those like really intense early years but I'm still in it you know so it's like really something that I've been creating from yeah, from really within yeah. the experience. You'll never, not, and you'll never not be in it. You'll always be. Exactly. In it. So, and, you know, and there's a lot of like something, you know, there's this kind of deep connection, primordial mother wisdom piece and also something that we didn't mention, which I'm very passionate about, is supporting women to access their rage, which because mother rage can be really huge and often something that is not talked about so much and, I kind of weave it in and maybe help help women um, meet it in a way that they haven't met it before. And it's, I don't know, it's very, very, very exciting and very alive. And then also, um, you know, the, the current of the erotic mother, you know, because a lot of, you know, maybe you don't have such a, a feeling of like motherhood and eros and sensuality. Do they really go together? Like a mother's really, you know, the erotic mother. What is she talking about? But again, it's like really this submerging in this kind of deeper eros that is activated when you kind of cross that threshold and yeah, step into this realm of mother. And it's very, yeah. So it's a, it's a bit of a multi layered journey. Um, but uh, you know what, what's feeling really important to me at the moment is to support women and mothers to become more resourced and you know and whether that 
means that, you know, for me that looks like kind of reconnecting in a circuitry, plugging into the earth, like remembering how to work with this energy that we have, our life force energy, our aliveness, and, you know, to clear the blocks that might stand in the way for us to feel fully, mm, yeah, fully, like I guess it's almost like we can feel ourselves um, once we kind of remember how to cycle our energy. And we met this a bit in the alchemical womb as well, but this is kind of introduced in a slightly different way. And even to become filled with the devotional act of being mother, you know, because I know motherhood can get damn mount mundane and mm-hmm. a little bit like, poof, you know, I think like, oh, this is Groundhog Day. I do the exact same thing every morning when I do the school, like I make this and I do this and I think, oh, oh <laughs> you know, <yes. laughs> and, and, you know, and I think, oh, God, what is this life? Um, but like what if that devotional service and love of motherhood could actually be the thing that feeds you and fills you? Because I know for many, like motherhood can be very depleting and, yes. you know, there's a whole nutritional piece that, you know, I'm not, that's not my zone of genius to teach because I'm sure I'm malnourished in that way at the moment after breastfeeding for so many years. But, you know, there's energetic tweaks that we can make to help us feel yeah more held because we don't have our village around us and we just have to accept that you know we're, we're not mothering in a way that you know or we're not not held in our kind of the way it used to be with all of our community around us so that we have enough support so it's like what can we do in our current you know day-to-day existence to feel filled by this season of our life and to support ourselves through that. So that's another piece of Rewild the Mother. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's so just, yeah, if you feel it, those who feel it will know they need to be there because it's, um, yeah, it's a beautiful container. So And even so, making sure to connect with Sarah because you always post such beautiful, eloquent, profound, articulate, magical words. So thank you my dear wisdom to receive from you which i'm very grateful for and i think it's Mm. been a very wisdom filled and powerful conversation so i'm so very grateful that you interrupted your sleepy winter vibes from ibiza to share with me all the way over here in australia thank you so much for opening your heart and your energy and your wisdom and all of you just so that we could get a little taste of you and the current that you're in and the experience of mother as you see it through your lens i'm so grateful to have this conversation thank you so much for having me lots of love everybody thank you for listening to woman awake if you found this episode supportive please subscribe and leave a five-star review on itunes this is the best way to cheer me on and ensure that woman awake lands in the hearts and ears of those that need it most If you think of someone that needs this medicine, please do me a favor and share this on. You can find me over at clarabade.com slash podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey of awakening.